We interrupt this program to bring you a special news. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news. We interrupt this program to bring you this important bulletin from the United States. This is not a test. Every Tuesday, the Journey into Comics Network will bring you The Poor Rapport, your one-stop podcast shop for everything news and topics of personal interest. I am your host, Andrew Poor, and you can hear me every Tuesday. The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics. Podcast about everything nerd with your hosts Nate Phillips and Brandon Stone. We've come a long way from the Prime Minister's exploding cake, or have we? What's up, everybody? Welcome to Journey into Comics, episode 173. I'm one of your hosts, Brando. Joining me here today is the one and only Podfather Nate. How's it going, Brando? It is going mighty well, my friend, and I'll have you know that uh, a good friend of the show, who was on last week's episode, Nerd of the Ra- Nerds of the Roundtable, Tyler, gave me a new nickname. You know how like you have adopted the name of Podfather? Yes, sir. I now also have a pod name. Okay, what is it? The Podmaster. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so we have the Podfather and the Podmaster. It... He said it. I'm like, I I will accept the name. Gladly yes. accept that. That's a great podcasting name, Brando. It's bitch ass cold out, by the way. It is bitch ass cold in my game room right now. Same I, in the comic room, it, dude. Like, we, I think last uh, two weeks ago, I said something about lemonade on the nipples. Was that during the wrestling show? I don't remember. It was one of them. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. But I definitely mentioned lemonade, making lemonade using my nipples, and I could definitely do that again tonight and maybe even have less pulp. I don't know. <laughs> I've never done it. <laughs> uh, However, <laughs> my friend, um, I was trying to type in um, the, the name Podbean. Podbean. Uh, like today or yesterday. It was really cold outside. I was trying to show people when that – you know, right around the time that I created Game Addicts Podcast, there was another podcast that got created on Podbean called Random Game Addicts or Game Addicts. It's called GameAddicts.Podbean.com. It's not us. It's like these kids that were in school okay. using their cell phones. They did two episodes, and that's it. So, like, when I meant to, when I went to go make our own feed, you know, GameAddicts.Podbean, I'm like, oh, that, that's already taken, and my heart sank. So that's why... Our brand is Game Addicts Podcast. Well, I was trying to show them, so I typed in GameAddicts.PoodBean. <laughs> PoodBean. <laughs> our, our friends at PodBean are not going to be happy with us that we called them PoodBean. <laughs> They've rescinded thank, our feature. I want to thank uh, uh, like our friends and our hosts at PodBean for featuring us this week on their app and on the website. It has been a pleasure. Uh, to uh, to have been featured and an honor. I mean, it's awesome because you know they've always done such great things for us when we needed them to. And the fact that you know we saw you know a, a significant bump in, in in you know in followers and and also uh, downloads and listens throughout the week it has been such a ride to see it 
And, uh, you know, I can't wait to do it again someday, man. It was really cool. <laughs> it was very amazing. I want to say right out of the gate, if you are new to the Journey into Comics Network and, you know, maybe this is the first time you're listening to Journey into Comics, you found us during the feature, welcome to our network. We hope you find something across one of the 10 shows. Of course, if you're on the network here at journeyintocomics.com, don't forget to go to GameAddictsPodcast.com to get Brando's other show. It is the alternate feed of game of the Journey to Comics Network, and uh, they're always doing awesome shit over there. They just did the retrospective last week, and they've got some big plans this week because for you know we just had the feature Brando, but now you get to feature Brando. Yeah, I know, and uh, you know since it's only one show, we're, we're technically only getting two episodes. For the feature, it's the one that's already out uh, that came out last week. And then, of course, this week on Thursday, uh, you're getting a brand new episode. Uh, and that w- and that one is going to be called Farewell 2017 as me and Mike, uh, you know, sit back. And we look at some of the games that we've beaten, some of our favorite pickups throughout the year. And we look forward uh, to some great games that are coming out uh, in 2018. So uh, not only do you get that episode, but the episode that's already up is, of course, one of our retrospective series, the Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES. We take a look back at the NES and talk about our favorite memories and some history of the NES. And it was it was one of our one of my most anticipated episodes. I've been planning that episode for a long time. And before we even found out about the feature, it was actually originally going to be episode 50. Yes, I remember I that. Something, you know, I wanted something big for 50. Instead, I ended up doing, like, the Game Boy um, like family for that, which is still, I mean, Nintendo. But I, I'm like, you know what? I'll I'll save it for a few a uh, few weeks, and we'll do feature week. Um, that'll be one of the feature week episodes going up for that. That way, if you're new, you definitely that's one of the first tastes you get is that NES episode. I mean, because everybody loves the NES, dude. Like it, like if you're a gamer, especially if you're in our age group, right around that, you know. You know, late twenties, early thirties era, like you definitely grew up. NES was there, so hell yeah, man! It was my first system. I remember I was actually watching your uh, your gaming pickups revisited too, and you got RC Pro Am. It's one of my first games I ever played. That was an awesome moment to have you pull that out in the retrospective. I forgot you got that game, uh, but yeah, that's one of the first games I ever played. That and the Ninja Turtles for NES, so. That system definitely influenced me. So the story that me. I shared, yeah, okay, so the story that I shared about RC Pro and <laughs> that episode, um, I said I spent the night at my aunt and uncle's, and I was having a hard time. I was bawling my eyes out. I, I was really young. I was so young. And what it was is that I, I, I was supposed to stay with them for the night, and I don't remember what my parents were doing, what they were, where they were going, um, but I don't think I quite understood that I was be st- I would be staying there alone with them, and I think what happened was they tried to sneak out uh, because they were afraid that maybe a goodbye would be too hard for me. Oh, you know, like you know, kind of like oh, man, well, if we just he, he you know he's busy, he's he, you know he's playing, he's doing this. If he doesn't realize that we're gone. You know, he won't he won't react. Well, when I realized they were gone, I was so upset that they didn't say bye that I thought they left me there. Oh, shit. So I cried for about 17 hours. Holy hell. Probably only about 40 minutes, but it felt so long. So to to the point where I like wet myself and 
everything. And then so, you know, my aunt had to give me a bath and all that kind of stuff. And then after the bath is when, you know, she, you know, she took me into my cousin's rooms and like, hey, you know, let him watch you guys play and maybe let him play a little bit. And it was RC Pro-Am. Awesome. And, of course, gets a race in that game, oil slicks and the like. It's it's super memorable. Uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, Brando. We should kind of maybe talk about some of the stuff we mean to talk about today. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I mean, we, we've got like a little bit of a list of things that we want to try and hit on this week. And uh, I think we really should probably start hitting those instead of just chit-chatting about I, whatever we're talking about. I just don't want you to freeze your tiny little nipples off and maybe they dude, go to Dude, my France. nipples are already, dude, they're already off. They're on the floor right now. They, they, they've already, like they're rolling, you know. Rolling away. You know what's really weird is you just said that they were off rolling away, and I thought about Cousin It from Adam Sandler, and then, of course, it was Cousin Tit. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, Wyatt's hair today, um, you know, his hair's so long that sometimes Kate puts it up in, like, a man bun type thing. Yeah. And and then so when she put it down earlier, his hair was, like, all disheveled and all over the place. He looked like Cousin It. (laughs) 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 I called him Cousin It. He's got a lot of hair, man. Dude, he does. Damn. He absolutely does. Well, Brando, I want to bring this up to you because this was like a really interesting thing I just found out today, actually. Mark Hamill has been, I don't know if the it is a rumor, it is a conjecture that people want to see this happen, and I want to get your opinion on it. I don't know if you know about this or not. People want Mark Hamill to play Doc Ock in the MCU. What? Yes, I think it's a phenomenal casting. Doc Ock and not Hobgoblin, like he played in the. Yeah, totally. Like he's already played a Hobgoblin. He doesn't need to do it again. He needs to do something different. And how cool would it be to have him be the sciency type guy? And it's a it's a different take on the foe of Doc Ock. He can play crazy and menacing. He you know he does a great job anytime he's in in any superhero role. Uh, obviously, he can toe a line there with some of his Joker stuff. I, I think it would be brilliant if that's the route they decide to go. However, if I'm looking at a Spider-Man trilogy with Tom Holland and what they should do, and of course they just did uh you know uh the vulture story i think mysterio has to be next i think that's the most sensible thing we've not seen a mysterio there's a lot of cool storytelling that can be done with a magician type-esque uh villain and all the kind of smoke and mirrors that that can bring you can obviously introduce some gwen stacy and stuff and then maybe in your end of your trilogy have the green goblin take out your gwen stacy character you know, possibly. You've been barking up this Mysterio tree for years. God damn it. I want to see him in the movie so bad. His fishbowl has to make an appearance. Man, you have been like championing this thing. Like, I don't disagree with you. I would love to see Mysterio realized on the big screen. They, they gave us a um, loose know. fucking shocker. Like, I wouldn't expect them to give us any kind of a shocker. That sounds bad, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a loose shocker. <laughs> they gave us a loose shocker. 
Oh, shit. That sounded so bad. Of course, Herman Schultz, first appearance in Amazing Spider-Man 46. He's one of my favorites. So the Shocker is one of my favorites. To see him in the movies was cool. However, like I was just saying, I think it's it's goddamn time, you know, for Quentin Beck to make his first appearance in the movie world officially and and do some cool stuff. I mean, shit, maybe if you're going to get crazy with it, maybe do a two-part villain thing. Sometimes they do that. Go, um, you know, because, again, of course, we were talking about the possibility of Mark Hamill playing Dr. Octopus, and while I think that was phenomenal, if I'm choosing what the next logical step for Spider-Man is, it's setting up your Mysterio, and then maybe also set up Kraven. Shit, I mean, you're then you're then you're actually actively building towards a real Sinister Six that could be a phenomenal payoff and something that they haven't done in Marvel yet, which is a great villain team up type movie. Sinister Stick, uh, Six, Sinister Sticks, <laughs> Sinister Six, Sticks. Oh, mama, I'm in t- uh, <laughs> uh, of course they were uh, they were hinting towards that. They were trying to work towards that for this when Sony was doing their. You know, amazing series, which they canned. Uh, but uh, now they're doing Venom, and it, I heard that's supposed to be coming out in October. October 5th! Oh, my goodness. As we record this right now, it is only nine months away. Someone just found out today that they're pregnant, and in nine months, <laughs> Venom and their baby are coming to the world. Tom Hardy just starts squeezing right out, you know. Oh, like, Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, you've seen those videos with the hand, this thing. Yes, yes. The one that's like the the showing how birth happens, doll, <laughs> and it's actually yeah. the fucking little three D hand thing that whatever means you got God or whatever the fuck. <laughs> People are really creative Ooh. with that shit for some reason. I'm not really sure why, but that's what they've decided to go with. Are you okay over there? You merely adopted the womb. I knew you were going to I was born in it, molded by it. (laughs) Seriously, in in the womb. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. Um, Speaking of MCU, man, we got something cool going on over on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Journey Into Comics. We are reviewing every single Marvel Cinematic Universe movie leading up to Infinity War. All 18, possibly 19 as we get all the way to the end. One a week, every single Wednesday, over on our Patreon. Exclusive content, $3 tier a month. All the That's all you need. Uh, we're, all the shows are teaming up to be able to get this done. Week one was, of course, Iron Man. Me and Nate right here sat back. We watched it when we reviewed Iron Man. And this week, my friends, I guest on Literature with Joanna and we break down the Incredible Hulk. It is awesome. It goes from us talking about the movie to how <laughs> how they should kill Stan Lee. Yeah, that was very bizarre to hear the riffing on the death of Stan Lee in the movies. And you're like, it's too late now. Like, it it'll just... <laughs> now if you kill him in the movie taste. and he dies for you real, just, it's going to be bad, you know? You just feel bad. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, it is so awesome to discuss things with Joanna because it just instantly goes very morbid very fast. I just love how literature got the green superhero review. Like, it just worked out that way. It was pretty funny in that regard. But, uh, 
You know, if you if you go over there to the Patreon right now and you give us three dollars for the first month of this event that we're doing, you're gonna get five of the of the things because uh, this month you'll get all the way through Captain America. So that's gonna be Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man Two, Thor, and Captain America. And then of course next month we'll kick it off with uh, Avengers and moving on through the MCU. There is plans for a special special. We'll get into that later. Uh, Brandon, I've actually been watching the MCU, and I'm already to Thor The Dark World, mainly because uh, I just really want to be as knowledgeable about these things as possible, and man, some stuff is great in the MCU, and other stuff is utter hogwash, is the best <laughs> way to say it. <laughs> Dude, uh, some of the early movies in here are... Uh, I'm not giving away our like our review at all, but uh, yeah, some of these uh, like it, like you know how like uh, we reviewed Iron Man and we gave it a certain score. Well, the score for Incredible Hulk was not nearly as uh, as, as kind. Let's put it that way because um, because of certain opinions for that that we will get into on Wednesday, and you got to go there to check it out. Totally, I'm not giving away any more spoilers. Well, I I I'm, I'm, I'm gonna bait you in with the fact that we talk about that, uh, you know, how they should kill Stan Lee, and that should be enough to try and draw you into here. What else we got to say about? This? Absolutely. Uh, my thing is, Brando. Just a side note: we were talking about Mark Hamill maybe playing Doc Ock, but there have been some spoilers. I don't know if you saw this or not. There's been a Lego set that was revealed today of something that is very important in the history of Han Solo. And the Lego set is called Kessel Run. Now, do you know why this is so bizarre? Um, because it'd be for the Han Solo film that's not out yet? Correct. However, the picture of the Millennium Falcon, and you should definitely look this up while I'm talking to you, the picture of the Millennium Falcon doesn't quite look like the Millennium Falcon we see in, in A New Hope. So that means that something happens or there's some modification that we don't know why it happens. It happens later, but he does the Kessel Run in an altered version of the Millennium Falcon, it seems. If that box art is true and is not totally fake, which who knows, maybe it is totally fake. I don't know. I don't think so, though. It looked pretty pretty damn real. Every time the company that or whoever spoiled this, they typically get it nail on the head. They spoiled some stuff for what the last Jedi promotional work, artwork, and stuff for toys would be, and it was absolutely that. So, um, no reason to doubt this here. I don't know if you found it or not. Um, I haven't looked it up, but uh, the thing is, is that you know, I was uh, I was watching a video the other day, and this guy was talking about um, you know a new hope, and the whole thing about. Han bragging about making the Kelso run in 12 parsecs. And um, apparently it's been kind of fleshed out in later EU works, which is now not canon anymore, that he actually found a way to make the Kelso run in a shorter distance. Interesting. Uh, in other words, like he was able to find a shortcut in the Kelso run. However, when uh, and this person noted, like when you watch the movie... Han is saying this, and he's braggadocious. He's like, yeah, she's fast. She's the shit that made the Kelso run in 12 parsecs. 
and it, it, it cuts back to Luke and Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan kind of like, he's trying to give he's trying to put one over on me, you know, basically Han's like wearing this mask. He's trying to like make, you know, make himself seem bigger and better than, you know, than what he is. And, and, and Obi-Wan's been around the block before, dude. He's, he's an old dude. He may, he may, he may have been in exile for 20 years, but damn it. He's, you know, he's been around. He's not being fooled by all, Oh, you know, suave Han Solo here. Or is he? Oh, no, not at all. Han has, Han wears, uh, he wears his mask um, a lot in that first movie. I'm trying to save you a lot of trouble right now, my brother. What, what, What trouble? This trouble right here. Shit, did I just fuck that up? Let's see. What are you doing? I'm so, okay, I'm sending you the picture of the Millennium Falcon according to this Lego set. Oh, dude, I wasn't even going to look it up. You should. It's <laughs> it's worth talking about. It's different. Brando's facial expression looks like he stepped in dog shit. <laughs> He's just just like a little confused. I don't like it. No, I don't either. But I feel like something must happen and it rips the middle or something to create what is now the Millennium Falcon. But it's okay. It's going to be a bad movie according to Disney. They're preparing for it. We've already talked about that here on the podcast a little bit. Let's go down the list here. Brando, today, next thing we're going to talk about is, oh, this is a cool news. Animaniacs is returning. They got two seasons ordered from Hulu. How excited is that? How exciting. Do you like Animaniacs? Not really. Really? That's interesting. I never really I never really cared for the show growing up. Uh I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't hate it, but it, I was never a big fan. Uh, if it was on, I I I would I would watch a little bit of it. But interesting, I, yeah. Like I don't remember any. Like I remember like some of the side stuff they had, like the dog and the girl and the pigeons and of course Pinky and the Brain. But like Narf. I tried watching it. I tried watching it um, a few years back when it was on Netflix or something. And it, it it didn't speak to me. Man. It just didn't resonate with you, Brando. That's interesting. Nope. I learned something new about my friend today. I would I would not have pegged uh, you a non fan of Animaniacs. I mean, Kate likes it, but I don't know. It just it's just I'd rather watch something else. You know, it isn't yeah. something you're jiving with. Well, it it was around that era, it, it, like that, and Freakazoid, and um. Like that mid '90s WB stuff, Tiny Toon Adventures. That was that was like early '90s. Oh shit! I liked well, Tiny Toon Adventures. Me too. But, um, yeah, man, I, I just couldn't get into Animaniacs. I saw the news though, and it is kind of cool that they're bringing it back. Um, it it gives me hope that maybe we'll see some other old school shows. Like, well, they, I mean, they did a revival. They did a movie revival of Hey Arnold. For Nickelodeon, they're doing a a special for Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, that's cool! I didn't uh, know that. Uh, so that's getting brought back for a special thing. Um, 
uh, for Christmas. You know, we picked up the first two seasons. We 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 collect a lot of the shows that we that we watched when we were kids, like like on physical form, because it's not guaranteed that all of these shows are going to be available on any or all of these streaming services all the time. Right? Correct. You know, things change, and so. We just finally, they finally released the first two seasons of Rugrats on physical form. Ooh, that's awesome. And so we picked those up for Christmas. DVD uh, only, or do they have Blu-ray? No, dude. These shows are being released on on DVD only. Okay, that makes sense. I didn't know. Uh, But, like, you know, we've got Rocco's complete series. We got Thornberry's. Um, Didn't the B-52s do Rocco's Modern Life's theme song? No, but it sounds like it. It really does, uh, right? It's really weird, but uh, who else? We have Cat Dog. Oh, I fucking love Cat Dog. Angry Beavers. Oh, Angry Beavers, hell yeah. Nigel, and what was the other one's name? Well, it uh, no, it was Norbert. Norbert, thank you. My Nor- fault. Norbert and Daggett. Norbert and Daggett, thank you so much. Hell yeah, Angry Beavers. Did you watch um, Ah Real Monsters? I did, and I don't. I think we might have it. I don't remember. That's cool. I don't know if it's out. Anytime that we see new ones, we have to think about which ones we have because we because every time we 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 try to buy them, like the only ones, the only one that is out that I have not bought. That is also out now is Ren and Stimpy, and while I like Ren and Stimpy, in a way it's like man I gotta be in a mood for it. It Ren, Ren and Stimpy was always like really just weird. Even as a kid, I was like man this is freaking weird. I think my favorite okay there's some things about Ren and Stimpy that are amazing though. If we're getting into that for a second, like Powdered Toast Man is cool. Yeah, he he was my favorite. Uh, he was my absolute. The favorite. log, come on, log is like the best. Uh, varicose veins, varicose veins, yes. Um, okay, so my mind just went over to Cartoon Network for for reason, because you see, like, I quit watching Nickelodeon around the time SpongeBob came out. I tapped out. I was out. I'm like, no more. This and that's two thousand one. You know, SpongeBob and his that was like, okay, I'm not watching this. Um, SpongeBob, Cartoon Network. Oh, oh, hey, Patrick. Um, that was good. So, hey I remember, there, Bob. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember in Dexter's Laboratory, uh, they also had like a a couple different uh, characters that they would focus on for shorts. And one of them was the monkey, like the secret agent monkey. Yes. And my favorite was like Major Glory and Crunk and Valhalla. They were all roommates. Yes, I remember that. Uh, like, like the one that I really remember is like uh, Major Glory's Uncle Sam is coming to visit, so they got to clean up the like like the apartment and like. They end up messing up, and when Uncle Sam gets there, he's like, he's like, uh, you know, like the place is a complete wreck, you know. And Major Glory's like, oh no, he's gonna be so ashamed of me. And then he 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 answers the door, and Uncle Sam's like, hey nephew, how's it going? Uncle Sam, are you okay? Perfectly fine. You seem a bit more relaxed. 
New prescription from the doctor. Said <laughs> I needed to mellow out. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, cool pad, man. <laughs> Getting in kids' shows, and you don't even know. They slipped it in there when we were kids, man. Oh, man. It was funny. But uh, I, I I always got to, like, I, I want to find those car- those, car- those old Cartoon Networks, like Johnny Bravo and, uh, and Dexter's Lab. I... I absolutely love those as well. You know what other um, cartoon I but, fucking loved? What's that? Popeye. Old school. Old school Popeye. Yes. You know what? You know what show? It had a very short run. Uh, and I'm trying it, 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 it was a Cartoon Network original. I think it was like Time Squad. Okay. Do you remember that? No. Um, it was like a little kid, a muscly bound, like... Let let, let me just send you a picture. Because then it had like a robot. Oh, interesting. That's very interesting to me, Brando. Uh, By the way, I just want to say that if you're listening in 2018 to Journey into Comics, we are doing some big things coming up here in the near future. We want you to keep your eyes peeled for we're trying to make announcements and shit on our different social medias, so I'm going to take this time to tell you now to go to our different social medias on Facebook at Journey Into Comics Podcast, uh, on Instagram at Journey Into Comics, and JIC Network on the Twitter, and also get us on YouTube, and then also go to GameAddicts.com, or GameAddictsPodcast.com, and get them. Also, if you go to journeyintocomics.com, one thing I want to mention now is uh, if you're on the .com and you're on the desktop site, or if you, I think, scroll down now in mobile, there's all these like sidebars of stuff. And if you click archive on any of the different shows, it will literally give you an archive of just that show. So you guys who like Journey into Wrestling or you like foodies watching movies or butt stuff or brews with dudes or whatever, you can just click the archive link, pick that up, keep it around for yourself, and that way every time there's a new episode, you can have all the episodes there. You can check them out at your leisure, listen to them, and enjoy them. Anyways, Brandon, did you get that sent over to me? Did you find one? I sure did. Oh, cool. I'm looking at it now. I'm excited. Took care of the plugs. Cheap pop. Yeah, absolutely. Good work. I do remember Time Squad. Weird. Like they had to go, like something, like they would have to go back and they would have to fix something that went wrong in the past, like, uh, like Abraham Lincoln or something, like, like ended up like do it like I remember like Washington like you didn't chop down the cherry tree or at least like he lied about it, like he so they had to go back and like, look, um, you need to chop like, this down. Um, <laughs> the robot, the robot was played by Mark Hamill. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. I love me some Mark Hamill. He's one of my yeah, favorites. I thought it was kind of cool that we were just talking about Mark Hamill, and then we ended up going to Time Squad out of all things that we could possibly talk about today. That's because we're tangent pros, Brando. Dude, we are. This episode is full of complete and utter tangents. That's fine, though, because now we're going to get into some actual comic book shit. Uh, we are. We actually we're, we're going to talk about some comics. We uh, so we uh, of course we we normally review The Walking Dead. That's like the one book that you and I definitely have in common that we've been following for quite a few years. But starting in November, 
they DC started releasing Doomsday Clock. Oh we yes, read it and reviewed it here, and we're going to be looking at issue two. I just read it right before we went on the air, and uh, I really enjoyed this issue, Nate. It packs a fucking punch, Brando. It gives you a little bit of the marionette and the mimes backstory, why they tie into Doctor Manhattan. The goal of trying to find Dr. Manhattan and what's going on. There's uh, some interdimensional travel, which is really interesting that we're going to talk about. A character death that is ultra shocking. uh, and And a first reappearance of a character that hasn't been seen in a long time in comic book form. So this episode, this issue of uh, Doomsday Clock just packed a major punch. Uh, they're not leaving anything off the table. They're definitely going for it on this uh, this twelve issue miniseries. Oh man, uh, I I really enjoyed. The, okay, so there's the interdimensional travel. Uh, you know the Earth that the Watchmen inhabit. Of course, uh, the one and only uh, you know Vite and the the new Rorschach. His name's Reggie. Rorschach 2.0. <laughs> but, like, at one point, Vite calls him Reggie. Yeah, I still don't know who he is, though. Hasn't been revealed yet. Yeah, I know. However, uh, they uh, Vite rebuilds the Owl uh, ship to withstand, basically, a nuclear blast, some sort of blast, in the most layman of terms. It's like... He uses that and utilizes the blast in this Manhattan button <laughs> to travel over to an Earth that's different, an Earth where Gotham City exists. Right now it's like they're Batman kind of throwing is. a dart at a dartboard in hopes yes, that they uh, hit what they're looking for. <clears throat> they Because he feels like Doctor Manhattan has has left this has left this universe, and, and has gone to another, and he's theorizing that he could actually be anybody. He may actually be impersonating another one of these masked heroes, uh, in this world, uh, to get a fresh start and to become someone else to try and save it, which I thought was a really cool, um, really cool theory. Yes, same here. Another thing I really loved about this book, within that little context, is the universe that they are in the story that they're telling is very much not avoiding the fallout from the original books of the Watchmen. It's still very much a thing that they have not escaped. Yes. Well, um, when Vite and Rorschach go out to try and find Manhattan, they end up finding uh, in the library what Vite considers to be the two smartest people on the in, in the world. That is Bruce Wayne and Lex Luthor. Now, uh, what we have here in this uh, story is that Lex Luthor is trying to purchase Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, and it seems that uh, one thing about Wayne Enterprises, and they're both trying to advance some technology here. I can't remember what exactly the tech was. Brando might better know. Um... I think Wayne said metagenes. That's um, right. They're working on metagenes, curing it and or, you know, altering people, getting rid of the gene altogether. And, of course, Luther wants to be at the forefront of that. 
And so Veidt seeks out Luther, and Rorschach seeks out Wayne. God, some beautiful imagery in this, by the way. I just want to mention the panels with the bat signal and them busting through in the owl ship. Yes. Oh, man. I just want to see that in movie form so hard. You know, like, oh, my God, it would be an amazing moment in film. And then, uh, you know, Rorschach breaks into uh, Wayne Manor and finds uh, a note that says, Good morning, Bruce. Some Alfred. Some pancakes. And it's, his pa- it's his pancakes. And he sits down and he helps himself to the pancakes. Better than bean juice. Yeah, man. And then uh, Luther was, you know, he's working on an experiment. It didn't work. He said he's, he says all those guys are fired. Walks back up to his office and there's, uh, you know, a good friend, Vite. And then pretty much Luther's like, uh-huh. What are you doing here? I'm going to throw you out. And basically, Vite's being Vite about the whole situation, saying like, "I'm like you, like I'm I'm the smartest person from my world, and just like you're the smartest person here." And you know, basically, he tells him, Vite tells him the whole story, dude. He he tells him the whole backstory about his plot and killing three million people to unite the world. And then Luther's like, "And you thought they would actually stay united?" And you say you're the smartest person? I would hate to see the dumbest. Yeah, like he's really calling him out for going like, I don't think you really thought that one through so much. And uh, I really like that confrontation, but I also like how Rorschach finds his way into the Batcave. Breaking in like a boss. Better than Robin from Batman Forever. Yes, like falling down the stairs, absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> well, he did some cool acrobatic thought. shit leading up to falling down the stairs. Give a G some credit. Yeah, man. And I just always like how like they're trying to hide that, uh, like that room. And I'm trying to like I'm trying to remember what like like you know like Chris O'Donnell's like Robin's like what does he keep in there anyway? And Alfred said like Master Wayne's dead wives. Something, yeah. And it's like dead wives or dead ones. I I I I'm gonna have to watch that with subtitles because I I always thought you said dead wives. I'm like, how many wives has Wayne had? <laughs> Lots, dude. That's what happened to Kim Basinger and Selena Kyle in the other movies. They fucking killed them. Oh shit! <laughs> fucking fucking stuffed them up with like uh, taxidermy. You know? They took the B uh, instead of the D. You see what I did there? Yeah. Yeah. So Rorschach gets in there and he sees all of Bruce's trophies, all the all the different news clippings and these props and these different uh, weapons that he has collected from his you know from his rogues gallery. Lovely little Easter egg with the Riddler in there, just a little peek of the Riddler's costume. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And uh, my favorite part of the whole thing, uh, before we get to the big reveal. Obviously, Batman shows up and catches Rorschach in the cave, and he says, you ate my breakfast. (laughs) Yeah, but Rorschach doesn't respond normally. He's just like, yeah, I did. He doesn't, doesn't like, I kind of thought this was the one thing that was kind of odd because it was a very basic thing, and of course, I'm sure in issue three, they'll flesh this out further. But it was just like, to me, Rorschach is in the Batcave going, this guy, like, whoever is 
behind this place has like some fucking serious death fetishes and likes having trophies of all their kills and whatnot, you know? Like he's romanticizing him as some sort of dark villain, of course, we know as Bruce Wayne, who's not a bad guy at all. But Rorschach just not like very lackadaisical, just like, yep, I I, I ate your breakfast. No, but not like, you are a fucking psychopath dressed up as a bat. What the fuck? You know, he was not interested in calling him out on that. But, I mean, I guess Rorschach has that weird, bizarre-ass mask. And it's not really Rorschach, too, also, as well. we got to keep remembering that. But uh, Yeah, I mean, it's basically Rorschach, too. Um, but he, I, I, I love the way that he's written, though, because it just it he speaks and sounds like Rorschach. You know, he, he reads exactly the same way. Absolutely. They do a good job of keeping it, you know tying the character i'm interested in knowing how oh my god what if the reveal is reggie is actually dr manhattan dude oh man that would be amazing just like in front of everybody the whole time oh i hope i didn't just like actually call that if i did that's incredible but man that's a that's an interesting thing but that's not the most interesting thing that can come from this issue of doomsday clock brando because there's still one major reveal left here and uh, i want to just get your thoughts here we have uh ozymandias talking to lex luther and they're in a discussion you know and it's interesting because there's some mirrored moments with uh rorschach but uh lex luther gets shot here and it looks like he's dead i mean he gets pierced through what would be your heart region I mean, shot right in the heart. You know, I don't know. Um, I was thinking maybe it was more along the side. Maybe if I... It's oh, wait, no, too far. It's like front nipple. Well, how is he ever going to make nipple lemonade? He's not. He's going to make blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to make blood. You know, did you ever see the the muffins video? Yeah. Iranian-Palestinian cornflake muffin. Paperclip. Pencil. I'd be disappointed if, if they killed Lex off right then and there. Class. I mean, I mean, comedian would be um, good enough to make that shot because he's the one that shoots him. Yes, which was awesome that comedians in this universe begging to question, did he come with them? Was he secretly stowed away upon the ship? How did he figure out to go to Lex Luthor's place? These are questions for issue three. And it's like, issue three's a month away, Brandon. I can't wait. That's too much pressure. Because he's supposed to be dead, dude. Yes, I know. That's the fucked up thing. It's like, how are you not dead? And does that mean he's a multiverse version of himself? He says, the last time you came at me, I was confused, drunk. This time I'm ready for you. Yep. And, of course, Ozymandias is like, no, this is not possible. How? How is the question? How, 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 how? So these are... How, 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 how. How, 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 how. Some ZZ Top for you. (laughs) Did you look... Did you look at the iPad stuff after the main book? Uh, I didn't get to read it all of it. It just uh, kind of fleshes uh, out this world more. I kind of like that that's yeah. you know, the take they do on it, of course. But that's how well, you learn about that. 
the, yeah, they were doing that stuff later on too. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, because they were talking about like the meta genes and the meta people. Yes, like sir. Um, one of my favorite scenes here is that um, when you first meet Bruce, he's getting the whole uh, you know ink blot test, Rorschach you test, know, the, you know Rorschach test, and uh, yeah, he just keeps saying boats, yacht, <laughs> all kind of stuff, and then Lucius Fox is like, listen. You failed a psych test years ago because you were answered honestly. Now we have to do this every year. And I I love that one of the uh you know things is is that like there's just three panels where like where Batman takes out some people and there's like somebody tied to a pole and two people laying down and there's the ink plot where there's like one looks like a person in the center and two off to this laying off the side. And then there's the mirror of Bruce standing with his parents laying on the floor. That, I really like that. Yeah. Because that, it gives you a hint of what he could have seen and how he, like, think about how fractured Bruce is. I mean, that's, you know, everybody is so desensitized to Bruce's uh, origin story. You know, yeah, dude, his parents died. So what? He was a kid and saw his parents gunned down. Yeah. Think about even if you are are, are able to exist in, in some plane. Imagine you're like 40 years old and you're digging deep into your psyche and how much you bury the pain. You'd just be numb to it at that point. But then like then you see that kind of stuff and it's like, what do you see here? And it's like parts of your deepest psyche coming out and it's like, I see me standing there with my dead parents. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like, it's, it's pretty deep. Uh, I, I, I really like that. Yeah, this was an awesome issue of uh, Doomsday Clock. Uh, makes me really excited for February's issue. Wonder what's going to happen next. <clears throat> of course, they're releasing like two covers for each week. So, of course, me being a freak about my comics i'm getting both variant covers because i have to they're just too cool looking and it's the watchman for fuck's sake they're awesome and i'm glad they're back in comics uh plus the button was good just saying yeah absolutely just well, we got another comic book to talk about oh yeah my dude walkie did 175 shit they get right into the thick of things with this one, Brando. There's no time wasted. We are in one location for the entirety of this book. We are in the new world order land of what the fuck is going on. Michonne and company they, are... They need the stormtroopers. They have, like, the stormtrooper armor, which is weird. And a lot of tension going on here. A lot of, I we don't want to kill yous, but we will. But we don't want tos. But we totally can and will if you make us, but we don't really want to, but we will. I know I just drug that out a little bit long, but that's really what they do in the whole episode or issue. Uh, <clears throat> one thing I want to mention about The Walking Dead in this is, uh, you know, this story did a really beautiful thing of, you know, Eugene led them there. And they all have belief in Eugene, and that's really one thing that's kind of a saving grace for them is that, you know, Eugene goes, no, I... I made a deal with Stephanie. I don't trust you. I don't know who the fuck you are. Fuck you. Get away. I don't know you. I don't trust you. And then he's like, does he speak for everyone? And everyone's like, yep, he sure does. And he's like, oh, 
Well, you guys are all on the same page, so I mean, I guess that's something. But they're trying. It's 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 Alexandria in reverse, Brando. They're being they're being Alexandria in reverse, and they don't even realize it. Yeah, I mean, uh, this new guy. Basically, you had all these stormtrooper looking dudes who are armed to the teeth, and then you had like the suit. Uh, I. Don't even remember his name offhand after reading the issue once. I'm going to pull it up. Um, but, like, he's, like, being really nice, but then being, like, also, like, pretty straightforward about, like, you're coming with us. And they're like, I mean, we don't trust you. He's like, well, you can leave and we'll shoot you. But that's just the way it's going to be. <laughs> well, because they are protecting themselves and they keep saying, like, we don't know who you know around here and what you could be plotting. And they're like, listen, we just—it's just fucking us. Like you, you've even you've even found our horses. Like I loved that. Like oh, all we found was these horses. I'm assuming they're theirs, but one of them is walking. And I love that Princess is like, oh, that's me. Uh, I'm new to the group. They just found me. I don't really know them, but they're cool. I like them. They're great. Like I said, I read her really quick. Like she talks really swiftly to me. Uh, I don't know how you read your Juanita, aka the Princess, but. That's how I read her. I, I like how she goes, um, you guys got armor covering up your ding-dongs. Yeah, she was like, just like riffing on that. She's like, did the dead, do they, do they go for the ding-dongs? <laughs> Many walker bites upon your ding-dong. <laughs> um, walker bites upon the ding-dong, definitely the, uh, the, the episode title. So then, um, yeah, dude, this dude and these guys are, like, marching them back to the Commonwealth. Yes. Is, is the name of this community that they've built. And uh, on the way there, they see this stadium. And Michonne's like, oh, so you've, like, fortified a stadium? That's your community? He goes, oh, no, that's for the concerts and the football games. They're like, football? What? You have concerts? What? He goes, yeah, dude. Yeah, we have some musicians, and they're pretty good. Nobody famous from before, but, you know, you're pretty good. And he goes, you have football? He goes, yeah, you do. It, when it's in, yeah, it's in season. And we also have baseball, basketball, and soccer. He goes, the leagues are not very big, but beggars can't be choosers by here at this point. And you're like, how many people do you have? He goes, as of now, right around 50,000. Uh, New World Order, Brando. These motherfuckers are taking over. It seems like a uh, slight, tiny glimpse into normality before the outbreak. You know, some form of normalcy going on within this group. This isn't just a community. It's a city. Yeah, they're, and they're I mean, not just surviving. They're thriving. Yeah. They have a system. And it's the way that they figured out a way. And then they get to this lost board where they have a bunch of pictures put up. And, of course, these are like lost ones, you know, uh, pictures of people that people uh, lost over time that, you know, a lot of there's tons of pictures. And the, and, and the guy's like, yeah, well, you know, we've, we've had a few reunions, but none in a long time. But, you know, we, we, you know, we keep it up because it's good morale for the people that people seem to still enjoy kind of like a memorial wall or whatever. And it's during this moment we get the biggest shocker of the issue. Oh yeah, man. Something that you didn't, I didn't expect it to happen or, you know, to happen in the no. book. 
at all. It's a thing you kind of forget that she even has a daughter. You know? I mean, I think it's only referenced once or twice in the early 20s issues when they, like, are doing little flashbacks of Michonne's backstory. Well, like, I always assumed that her kids were dead. That's also something you could be led to believe. Maybe she was led to believe that too, though. Maybe that's what we're going to find here. Well, see, and, like, I I can't remember if it's, like, my my thought of the continuity is mixed between the show and the comic because in the show she had a son, right? Yeah, a little boy, though. A little boy. That's what, well, that's what I said, a son. Um, I'm talking that, little, though. He's, like, only, like, what, like a year or two old? He was pretty young. And that uh, wasn't the story like her boyfriend and his best friend were watching after him. Yep. And didn't the baby die? Yeah, the baby died and then turned, right? And that was the start of it? I don't remember uh, 100%. It's been a while. But then, like, but, like did, the, did the boyfriend and then the friend get bit and then they turned and then she you know sliced her arms off the jaw off and said you know you're coming with me but I can't remember I don't I don't remember exactly how that happens in the book it, it's been so long since since uh, since that part since I've read like back then and so much crazy because shit has happened in the book since then I know. We'll see, like, and like the reveal of that in the book is a lot different than the real of the the, the reveal of that in the show. And the in the, in the show, they've taken her in a different direction and made her a lot more open uh, with her emotions. And I mean, because of that, she is able to uh, be in the position where she is, where she's in a relationship with Rick in the show, and. Like, I don't see that ever happening in the comics, especially at this moment. It just that or the who she is in the comics is not who she is in the show. And that's because I feel like in the show, her character moved on with herself a lot faster, was open about it, got close to uh, it was probably the relationship with Carl. And Rick, that she was able to open up to somebody. She has some people that she trusts uh, pretty closely. And she got close to them, and now they are her family. Well, in the book, it's not necessarily like that. She doesn't get close to, you know, you know, to them like that. It, it, it's a little different. It's very different. She And she goes through, I don't know if you'd say... M- different kind of traumatic shit in the comic than she does in this show. And in the comic, I mean, you got to think she goes through, and of course we're going to go spoiler alert here. So like you got the stuff with the governor and how he mistreats her. And there's the whole, you know, tries to rape her thing and whatnot. She gets her revenge on him and whatnot. And then you've got her, uh, dealings with, you know, she loves Morgan in the book and then Morgan dies and then that happens and then the next thing you know is uh, we meet Negan and Glenn dies and she was close to him kind of. 
and then, you know, move forward. Time jump, she's been gone for a while. She went to Oceanside or whatever. We don't really know in the comics what actually happened with Michonne. Uh, and then, you know, flash forward, she gets close to Ezekiel. She loves Ezekiel. Ezekiel tragically, horrifically dies. And then now she just watched Rick, who's like one of her last remaining best friends, lose the love of his life in a traumatic way. And it just, it nails and it messes her up, you know? So now she's at this point where, ever, like, there's nothing more that could fuck her up darkness wise you know but a little bit of light sometimes can break the world and this little shining glimmer of light uh that her daughter is still alive is just like holy fuck what does this mean because now they're gonna go into the city and that's proof someone in the city knows michonne and the reuniting thing that they were just talking about in the book like how it's oh sometimes it's amazing how the reuniting thing happens so another thing to mention, too, is that Eugene is steadfast on, like, we're not doing anything until we see Stephanie. And Lance is the guy's name. He goes, oh, well, lucky for you, we're going to see her now. And it's, it seems like Stephanie's going to be, like, the hot shit leader of this uh, community, the Commonwealth. Yeah, uh, well... Um The dude said that Stephanie doesn't speak with the authority of the Commonwealth. And she made a mistake. Correct. So it's like, it makes you wonder if she, you know, <clears throat> she was somebody who like, got a hold of that radio and wasn't supposed to use it, and then she did, and now they're in this situation where they got, you know this whole new community set up ready to get introduced to the Commonwealth. Meanwhile, you know, it's, you know, Rick has this inane ability to just find trouble. Yes. <laughs> and walking dead, the world's not always what it seems. That's very, that's a very good way to look at it. Brando, what do you see this all like coming to a head with the New World Order? Does Rick's group try to take over the Commonwealth? Is that something that can even happen? Do they just avoid the Commonwealth? Is this the end of the series? They just join up with the Commonwealth. Job well done. Story's over. <laughs> like Drama's done. I, I, I guess I don't know what they could really do out of this. I don't know either because if you're looking at like them trying to boss Rick around, I don't think that's going to happen. It's not going to happen. You're right. And so, like, granted, I mean, Rick's going to see, like, wow, this is civilization, and this is what, what we've been working for, and they've done it. But, you know, like, Rick's been through so much, and it, it makes you wonder if any of the situation with the remaining saviors and even... Uh, Oh, crap. What's his name? Brain fart. Brain fart. Which guy? Who? Where? The dude that's pissed off at Rick for killing his wife. Oh, Dwight. Dwight. <coughs> for, I completely forgot. His his had ex-wife had once fart. removed? Uh, yes, that uh, 
Yes, of course, that was an issue just, I don't know, like four issues ago, five issues ago? It was 169. I think it was because it was the death of Andrea. Like, right after that. Oh, that that was right, yeah, that was right after that. 168 yeah. or 169, I believe. So, uh, I don't know. It's just interesting to think about because if you're the Walking Dead characters and you found what seems to be a utopia of a place that has football games and music concerts and, and a bakery on 6th Street, I just... Uh, is this the end of The Walking Dead? I don't, I don't really know what you do from here unless there's like some real deep, fucked-up corruption that Rick's going to overcome. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Uh, well, I mean, because the series is supposed to go on to about issue 300, and we still have... Uh, 125 to get there we yeah so it's like we're at 175 we still have 125 to go so uh, we, we we've got a lot more story to go yeah and i'm interested in where it goes of course i'm interested in seeing the commonwealth interact with negan if you want me to be quite honest that's the first place my brain went is like what's negan gonna think of these happy horse shit stormtrooping motherfuckers oh dude Dude, I can't wait for him to for them to go to him to hear the words football. Excuse the fuck out of me. You guys got fucking football. Sign me the, Count fuck, me the up. fuck in. Yep. <laughs> right. He is the old, you know, gym teacher sports guy coming out at him, yeah. It would be really funny, too. He throws the football really far, and he's like, Ow! God damn, I forgot how to do it. Hurt my arm. Shit. Ah, shit. It's not like swinging a bat. You guys got baseball? I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. I don't, he goes, I don't know if you heard about, it, about this or not, but I've been knowing how to swing a bat or two. And then that, that's when, like, Rick gives him a look, and Negan goes, oh, come on, that was fucking funny. <laughs> I mean, right? Don't get down on me for some funny shit now, Mr. Grimes. Do you know that the, the Rack Grams meme picture's, like, taking off again and going all crazy? Have you seen that? It was like some derpy Rick Grimes drawing, but people superimposed it onto Rick Grimes' actual face. It's ridiculous. It's awful. It's like Rick Grimes. I'm going to try to find on that shit. But, uh, Brando, did you see... I just saw this on... It was actually very bizarre. It was on Facebook, of all places, the other day. Someone was live streaming Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. However, here's the caveat... They had put the movie into a translator, translated it to Chinese, and then Google translated it back to English. And holy shit, the subtitles are just utter hilarity. If you get a chance to get your hands on this, man, it's ridiculous. Like some of the stuff that just goes, like, I can't even <laughs> explain it to you because it's just the most bizarre outlandish sometimes they get it dead the fuck on there's a couple lines there early on with anakin that i'm just like oh they got that dead on but other times not even close like 
broke back the something. I don't broke something something. I don't remember broken straw. I don't remember what the episode movie was called. I'm gonna try to look that up now. But uh, it's it's the whole movie. It's the entire Revenge of the Sith through a Google Translator. Revenge oh, wow. of the the Sith. Scythe. Google. Uh, uh, let's see. Trans. Late it into Chinese, yes. <laughs> I just saw this uh, this comic. It's Yoda. It's like, how do you get so big eating food of this kind? And it's like Yoda. And then Luke looking at him. Then Yoda thinking of the oh. thing that Luke milks in The Last Jedi. Ew. And then Yoda squinting at him. <laughs> it's like, ew, gross. <laughs> so here, here it is for you. Star Wars The Third Gathers, The Backstroke of the West. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it is called. Backstroke of the West. <laughs> oh. So they call C-3PO Blow the Skin. Chewbacca Drag Along. Uh, there's all, there's sites dedicated to this whole thing, but the whole movie is on YouTube in this form. The third gathers backstroke of the West HD. I'm sending this shit to you now on the, on the drop. Oh gosh. Oh, uh, at the end when Vader screams, no, right. Do you know what they translate that to? What? Do not want. <laughs> Padme didn't make it. Do not want. <laughs> I'm trying to send this to you now, buddy, because I know I have given you a laundry list of things to watch, but this one's on the list of just funny shit that'll get your day going. Uh, the third gathers, backstroke of the West. <laughs> <laughs> Do not want. <laughs> I can't wait to watch this. Uh, it is it is quite hilarious. I ran into that the other day, and I thought, damn, we're going to have to talk about this on Journey into Comics, and Brando will have to get in on that because I know you'll like that kind of thing. What else do we got today, bro? I feel like this It'll is a pretty lazy episode. I, I, I got... Well, I mean, it, it's pretty late, chill, laid back episode. Um, I don't really have much else to talk about right now. Um, uh, I mean, not much, not much news. Do you know about right New now? Fox? About what? New Fox. New Fox. New. That's what they're calling themselves after the Disney merger is complete. New Fox. That'll be their business and news division, New Fox. Oh, New Fox. Weird. 
What do you think about? So I want to, you know, I want to actually get your opinion on this, Brando, and maybe this is better saved for a game addicts conversation. But you know, I feel remiss if we don't try to discuss this, and I want to get some understanding of this because I think it's really fucked up. But what do you think about this swatting thing that happened in Kansas City? Did you hear about this? Yes. Like I just. Yes, it is. What the fuck are people thinking? Like trolls. Swatting has been a problem for for a while. Yes, and, it has. Um, and of course, uh, what happened? If you guys don't know what's going on, uh, these guys were playing a a wager game on Call of Duty. They were on the same team and they lost. It, it, it was it, the wager was a dollar fifty. And they the two guys started arguing. One of them threatened to swat the other one. The other one's like, do it. I dare you. Here's my address. Well, the dude didn't do it. He called up a dude who is notorious for having done it to other people. Dude got swatted. And uh, he, I, I started listening to the 911 call, and I, I had to turn it off because this dude calls up the police, says that he... You know, basically you tell them you've already killed somebody or you're threatening to kill somebody. I have my family hostage and I, and I, and I, and I don't know, and I don't know what to do. So the police think they're going into a hostage situation. Yep. And they show up, they show up at the dude's house where this shit isn't going on. And somebody finally got, got killed because dude answered the door. He opened up the door, and they have guns pointed at him, and his hand happened to move close to his waist. And they thought he was reaching for a weapon, and they shot him. Ridiculous. And he's dead. And Dude, this shit is just... It's it's messed up. It Like, over a dollar fifty. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that guy that uh, called it in, though, they got him. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they did. So that's I, good. I guess he was. He also took credit for. He also took credit for calling it a bomb scare uh, down at like some gaming thing that happened at, down in Texas or something like that. What some the big fuck? Call of Duty event down there. Why are people so fucked up? I just don't understand it. I don't understand the world we live in where someone's like. I'm going to fuck your life up badly enough that you're going to get murdered to death. Like, that's not over a video game. That's not what video games are about. This is why I hate online video gaming and competitive gaming. It's bullshit, macho fucking bullshit. I play games to have fun and escape. I don't need more drama in my life. And this is like, now this whole family is going to be fucked up forever because people are assholes. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just I'm not, I'm not down with it. I don't like. I didn't like seeing that in the news. It was one of those things I didn't. I like I said, I felt like if we didn't talk about it here, if we didn't at least remark and let our listeners know that shit like that happens and that that shit's not fucking cool at all. Don't do that. Don't. And you know, another thing too, and I'm not placing any blame on the victim here because it's a total. Just absolute travesty. But also, don't give your address to anyone online under any circumstance. No. Like, unless you know them personally, 
Don't. No one needs to know where the fuck I live. Fuck you. You don't need to. Yeah. Nope. 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 That's need to know information, and uh, your ass uh, don't. Uh oh. I was trying to like look up something, you know. Hey, let me go to this website. Maybe there's some news we can look at. Nope. And the auto video started playing, and I'm like, get. Uh, I'm about ready to kill our listeners with. Oh like, God. Audio playing like over the speakers. Yeah, I don't know, Brando. I feel like uh, just to ref- uh, you know, just to reflect, I don't know that we have too much to talk about. I want to say again, just one more shout out to Podbean for being such an awesome host and doing the great thing of having us on the feature, and you know we increase the numbers and whatnot and getting more visibility. Because ultimately, we just want to make great podcasts for you folks and let you listen to something that's fun and enjoyable and maybe different, and you know maybe will be a perspective that you didn't know you liked hearing until you did. So. That's all I've got for that, Brando. But is there anything else we want to do today before we get on out of here? You know, I don't know if there's much else on the docket for today. I mean, we're definitely going to be back with you next week if there's anything new uh, coming out. We're going to definitely try and talk about that. But uh, once again, guys, if you would, go over there to our Patreon where we got that awesome exclusive content coming out every single week. Uh, leading up to Infinity War, the road to Infinity War, we're calling it, uh, where uh, all of us here on the network are going to team up and review some shows, or review some movies. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy event that I can't believe we're going to pull off, but it seems so far so good. I can't complain. So I'm happy with how it's turning out. Uh, <clears throat> it's been a lot of fun re-watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe and how far they've come. You know, you look back at the original Phase 1 and you think for the majority of Phase 1, aside from Captain America, uh, everything was a Paramount and or Universal movie with in conjunction with the uh, Marvel Studios because they weren't you know, big enough and whatever the acquisition hadn't happened with Disney. So it, there, are some, there is some clunkiness to it. There are some really uh, down moments in the early MCU that are a little bit off and maybe, you know... Like honestly, I think that Iron Man Two is a more charming movie the more you watch it. I don't think I can say the same for Incredible Hulk, but I digress. Uh, <clears throat> it's just uh, having an opportunity to go back through and look at all these movies and see that like we are really in a golden age of Marvel now. Like once they got their feet off the ground and figured their formula out, they are hitting home runs. Did you hear the Kendrick Lamar news? I know that's the weirdest thing on a podcast I could ever ask you, but it's totally pertaining to Marvel and the cinematic universe. Did you hear this? Nope. He is exclusively in charge of the soundtrack for Black Panther and has written a whole album themed around Black Panther. Like, he knew this was a project they wanted him for and he's been writing songs exclusively for Black Panther um, and has a whole album themed around Black Panther that they're working on releasing. So, pretty interesting take, actually. I kind of fucking love it. You know, I don't really know much about Kendrick Lamar, his music, but I know he's an influential musician to certain folks. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what it is. And, of course, a little over a month now before we get the last movie before the start of the end of the first wave of the MCU. It's crazy to think about. But uh, I don't think I have anything else to ramble about today, Brando. I think I'm going to shut myself up now. Yeah, dude. uh, If you guys want to 
you know, go check us out online, man. Check us out on the website, journeytocomics.com. We are available on wherever fine podcasts are available, including our wonderful host at Podbean. You can check us out on the Podbean app. Follow us there. We're on iTunes. Leave us an awesome review there. It helps us out there. We're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, and, of course, we are finally on Spotify, fellas. Spotify! If you have Spotify, and that's where you... If you want to digest us on Spotify, you can do so. We also have a YouTube channel where everything gets backed up on there. If you're on the YouTubes and that's where you digest stuff, go to Journey to Comics on YouTube. We're on Facebook, Journey to Comics. Twitter, GIC Network. Uh, Instagram, Journey to Comics. Are there, are there any other ones that I'm missing, Nate? I don't think so, my friend. Well, with that being said, this week for Journey to Comics... Thank you for listening, guys. I've been Brando. I've been Nate. And you know what we you need. see you next week, guys. And you got to keep remembering to always try and fill your brains with shit.